1: where every week we help you to grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance the mission of your nonprofit you're working at or of your freelance grant writer the many different nonprofits you work with and to advance your own mission. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about what are we talking about today? Websites. Yes. You have been asking a lot of you in nonprofits, you know, when is the best time to start a website? How much time should you put into it? Here's the thing. Websites aren't just something to be thrown at the wall. Right? They have to have an intention and strategy behind them. And here's the other thing, there are a lot of times people get too caught up in all of the things to do a website that they just kind of simmer there and they never publish one. So I'm especially talking to you nonprofit consultants and freelance grant writers. Yes, we're also gonna talk about your websites today as well. And here it is, I get a lot of people who are like, oh, I can't go get clients or I can't get donors until my website's published. And then they kind of like play around with it and they get stuck in it and they come across tech things and they just get overwhelmed. And even if they're working with a website developer, they get caught up in the content, right? So let's not get caught up there. You don't need to have a website yet to get donations, to get clients, etc. But I do believe everyone at some point should have a website, right? And we will talk about that today uh, with Jerry Leon Guerrero. She's gonna be really pointing out some of the whys and intentions behind having a website, both for nonprofits or for uh, freelance grant writers. So definitely tune in today. And if you want more of this, if you want more like step by step and to ask Jerry questions, We are having a special free webinar on August 10th, so do sign up for that. And um, you can definitely check out the link for that as well as the link to all of the show notes today at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 281. All right, and just a little special shout out before I introduce Jerry. uh, AdsTech is also sponsor of the Nonprofit Consulting Conference, which is coming up on August 23rd and 24th. So our two-day virtual conference which is for those considering becoming a nonprofit consultant or those wanting to grow your nonprofit consultancy, your freelance grant writing business, et cetera. So we have two full days of amazing sessions, networking sessions, speaking sessions, a digital swag bag, all of the things. So I will also put the link for that in the show notes today. Um, So thank you Aztec for being a sponsor and supporting the mission of nonprofit consultant. We're really excited to partner with you on that. So once again, grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 281. Alright, so back to Jerry. And I'm so excited about this episode. You guys are gonna get so much out of it. So Jerry Leon Guerrero is also here on Guam. And she's the president and general manager of Aztec and Public Relations Inc. And she is definitely well versed in the nonprofit sector as well. Um, so for her company in particular, they do event planning, online forums, media budgeting, website development management, and so much more. But the thing with Jerry is that she has also served on the board of nonprofits and currently serves on nonprofit boards for nearly 20 years. She is an extremely active community member. So her business is is really well positioned to understand nonprofits and to understand consultants as well. So really awesome. You guys are definitely gonna to wanna to check out all of the things that Aztec does. And once again, I will drop the link in the show notes today.
0: So I hope you enjoyed this episode and here's Jerry. Gosh! Thank you, Holly. Thank you very much. I am so excited uh, to be a part of this group. You know, it's been many, many, many years. You know, I'm I'm the president and general manager for Aztec, and this year my business Aztec turns 18 years. And I believe out of 18, 15 of those years, I've delved heavily into nonprofit. You know, and I've been part of nonprofits here in Guam. And as you know, right, we live in this tiny island in the Pacific Ocean, and oftentimes people say, "Oh my goodness, resources!" Right. Uh, uh, we're so far away from everything. Everything gets imported into our island. And so um, for a long time, you know, we, we had to be very creative and think out of the box. And sometimes we call it guerrilla marketing, right, and how to really good give good exposure to our nonprofits and, and how uh, we can focus on getting funding, you know, funding and, and opportunity for a lot of the nonprofits here in Guam. Mm-hmm. And the way I see it, over time, over years, it's it's grown exponentially. Where you know we're able to reach out globally, yeah. and so I'm very excited today to be part of this group. I'm excited for the conference that's coming up, and I look forward to meeting new people and seeing what we can do to help them and answer any questions.
1: Yes, and I love that you talked about it from like this small island that we're both on. So yeah, if you guys are listening, you're like. Well, I love it. <laughs> are broadcasting you from there. <laughs> yeah. So definitely we are um, here on the island, but it might be similar to a lot of your more rural communities as well. Like some of what we're gonna be talking about today, as far as marketing and going online, Jerry's gonna be talking about a lot about websites and that can be from anywhere in the world, which is beautiful. And I think here on Guam and in many different smaller communities that has connected you now, right, to the world more. And giving you more opportunity. So I think that's really important um, as well to kind of say that. And then also you have a great webinar its totally free that we're hosting in a couple of weeks. You guys are going to definitely, if you love what Jerry's talking about today with websites and nonprofits and nonprofit consultants, definitely sign up for that. I have the link in the show notes. So do drop it or grab it there um, because you're going to be giving more Kind of a step by step approach and must haves and must don't do's and do's on websites and that sort of thing. So yay! So thanks for for doing that as well. I'm really excited about that presentation.
0: Yes, you know, um, oftentimes you know a lot of uh, folks that and that are wanting to start up nonprofits, right? They always say, well, you know, w- well, why website, right? This is before social media was was at its, you know, now it's like really peaked, right? And so, you know, we for many years, we try to explain that, you know, you, you got to brand yourself and have some type of exposure. You know, oftentimes, people look at it like, um, you know, does your image and identity matter? Right? Does, yeah. does it matter if it matters? You know, does your reputation matters? And, and oftentimes, people look at it like, well, you know, if you need to start a nonprofit group, how do you want to give the good exposure? How do you want to brand it? Right? How do you how do you know where you're gonna get these folks to come in and say, you know what? I believe in your mission. I see your vision and I wanna help you. And for a, a while, you know, and I, and I can speak of because I've been a part of several nonprofit groups. I'm still a part of several non-Olympic wow. groups, yes. And about one, right? Like Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. I've been a part of Special Olympics for about 15 years. Wow. And in the past, how many years, pre, right before COVID we became uh, accredited. Mm -hmm. And we're now part of the Special Olympics, you know, Asia Pacific region, which is is the international and Guam has gone itself into that realm where website needs to be integrated with social media. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of our private companies uh, locally that has been a part of it wants to be more part, you know, be more part of the organization and have other businesses take part of it through web, you know, like, hey, can I Can I donate on your website? Uh, How do I get in contact with you folks besides seeing you on Instagram and social media? So, you know, we really look at, you know, branding, you know, for your nonprofits and where it is and integrated within your website. And that's what, one of the things that we're going to talk about is why some nonprofits don't think that websites are useful and why it's, it's very key and it's important reasons why you do need a website, right? Websites allows you to tell the mm-hmm. story about the nonprofit groups and it shows people, you know, behind the scenes and what the nonprofit group is about. Sometimes, you know, like one of the nonprofits groups is all about images and pictures, what they do behind the scenes and how their performances here on Guam. And so utilizing that and having an actual web component of it is is very good Mm -hmm. and you know people say well you know jerry It's hard, you know. Websites are hard. It's not like that anymore. And we're gonna talk about the differences in websites. We're gonna we're gonna talk about having the difference between having us assist you versus self service sites. People are like, you know, what self service sites? You know, like other sites like Wix and GoDaddy. You know, we we want to recognize all the benefits and positive positive aspects with other products and services that are being presented to you. And it just needs to be discussed. How does that weave into your nonprofit? Are you a type of person that, are you willing to build your site? Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Or are you one that says, you know what, I don't have enough time, or I don't know where to begin and how to do it. That's where we explain the simple steps in what we can do. And these are some of the things that we would like to explain to our, you know, when we talk about during the conference, little ticklers and what they need to know.
1: Yes. And that's so like good on what you're saying, because I've been both like, I've tried to build up my own website. And then like after weeks of like pulling my hair and good. crying, <laughs> it's like, No, I can't, Um, but at least, you know, I love though, being able to handle some things on the back end. but being able to have somebody like design or I need to be like, how do I do this page or like update it? I think it's always good for somebody in the nonprofit or if you're a nonprofit consultant, just to understand some of it, because some of it, you can just like little quick updates or changing things easy, but other things it's like, yeah, it can, it can look a mess And not only that, it can take your time where that's not your genius work, right? Like your genius work is writing grants or it's, you know, going after fundraising or whatever it is, right? And if you're stuck in the weeds of trying to do this huge learning curve of a website, it can really throw you off. So I do like there's people like you that have these businesses where people can tap into it and be like, oh my gosh, that's so much easier now to do, But I think it's also important, like you said, like there's so many benefits of websites. So do you absolutely need to have one as a nonprofit consultant? I always say not right away, but eventually I want to see that. Even as a nonprofit, I actually think it's a little more urgent for a nonprofit to have a website than a nonprofit consultant. All right. So because... If you're a nonprofit consultant, you may only need five clients for the year to make an income, and that's all you need, right? It doesn't, it's not like you have to be out in the ether so much, you can get those referrals. As a nonprofit, you want to be accepting donations. You want to be creating a community. You need to have more of a mass audience, Right. So, and to be able to communicate and, and social media, like you said, you can't just do social, It can't just do a Facebook page. I've seen that too many times. It looks funky and it's not your home, your website's your home. And you're saying, come inside my home and right. right? And it's dedicated. There's not a million things streaming and popping up and all over the place. Like Facebook drives me crazy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> arcade and I can't even concentrate in there. Whereas on a website, I can be like, what's the what's the vibe? What are they trying to communicate? Where you know what I mean? Like call to actions. Yeah. You have more control over that. So can you kind of talk on that? Because I think it's so important.
0: So you know, and, and so and you have you you hit a very good point. That is why um with the nonprofits groups that we were a part of and we helped start it, it wasn't necessarily that the website was the initial thing you needed. That was Really, it didn't come in till a couple of years or even after a year. Mm-hmm. And it, the reason is because, again, you, you have to start up with the branding. And as, as whether it be a nonprofit consultant or a, a, a company that's coming in to help build for the nonprofit, you have to build your brand, your image. You got to go out and look for your volunteers. You got to see whether or not does this nonprofit work? Yeah. Right. And oftentimes, like you talk about the content management, you know, I met so many people it's like, oh my God, I loved how these uh, self-service uh, sites, we can go in and we can pick and choose, but oh my gosh, there's like a hundred templates to choose from. Wow. And you know, the, the minute they start and the minute they input things they are just like, wait a moment here. They get overwhelmed and they realize, you know what, this is not, they stop. They forget the password. They say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Then they end up thinking, oh my God, okay, uh, everything that I wanted to do is not I'm not seeing it to come to fruition so they end up coming back and they we were always teased that we're like the cleaners they're like oh my god Jerry can you come and fix this oh my god so so we kept explaining that it's always best that you focus on what you want to do through your mission and we'll take care of all the back end information that we need to, to push for you and they're like well you know what after we call it like um uh getting yourself out of a job our job is to get ourselves out of this job meaning we're setting you up we're doing a starter kit for you we're we're implementing all these things that you wanted to do Based off the mission you are looking at for your nonprofit, and then we train. So yeah. we're training you so that you could take over, and you will be the con- you're the CMS, the content management system. Because before, it used to be this thing called Dreamweaver, and everybody knows you needed to know code. Coding mm. was very important, so that's why everybody's like, you know what? I'm not going to touch website. Yeah, it's one of the so things easy. that people say, forget it. I don't want to do one. It's too yeah. complicated. But now it's very manageable and has a good understanding and how to actually go ahead and continue to maintain your site yeah. by You know, and it's very minimal. You know it, you do it right? Mm-hmm. But if, if it comes to, we we noticed that there's a lot of our clients that still say, no, you still mm-hmm. got to do the CMS jury, because we found that we allow ourselves to go and focus other opportunities for our MPO and not have to struggle to work on having to take care of the website. For us, that became, it is still a priority, but the priority now it's placed on someone else that they can rely on to say, our information will be constant, uh, you know, updated every so often and not have to worry about it. And they're able to go and focus more, more funding. We talked about the thing called freemium i don't know if you ever heard of freemium. freemium so freemium is like stuff like um let's give an example you go on a side and say hey uh you can try this particular our app or our site for 21 days or 14 days free oh, okay. you know mm-hmm. and then after that then you know we have these these packages these premium placements that you can purchase every single month, right? And so people look at that, it's like, oh, great. That's fantastic. There, you know, there's this category called premiums. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's always pros and cons to pre- premiums, right? They they capture you in the premium side of it, where it allows you to pay a certain amount and you end up overwhelming yourself and saying, wait a moment, it's not what I wanted. But then mm-hmm. you're caught up into utilizing it because of the fact that, all of your, you know, all your eggs are into that basket and creating whatever site you have versus again, going back to um, tailoring it to specific, companies that will give you the simplicity of small templates and doing a simple cms content management back-end maintenance where it's low and it's easy to be manageable you know so we're going to be talking more things about that there's like a whole bunch of things you know we yeah that we wanted to explain you know now nowadays people look at wordpress wordpress is the like, it's like king it's golden it's a gem for websites. you know it's it's easy to maintain it's 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 easy for folks to have simple training and understand and how to utilize the back end of it. We want to talk about stuff like that and and how it, it can benefit you as uh, someone who's trying to start up your your website as for nonprofits. That's so funny. That's
1: like WordPress to me, kind of feels like Toyota's on Guam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get Toyota. I was talking to my mechanic. I remember I was looking at buying another car, and he goes, "You know what? Get a Toyota because every single mechanic on Guam knows how to fix them." They all got parts. He's like, if you buy that other car, that's not like a lot of people don't, all the mechanics don't know how to do it. Right. So I was like, well, that's so smart. Yeah. So it's kind of like WordPress too. It's like, no matter what, if you want to have somebody else jump in, like so many people are familiar with it. So it's easier to sustain where if you go with some kind of like you know, avant-garde, whatever web builder, like it, it's going to be harder for people, right? To find people um, in the future or just to sustain it or updates and all of that. So I, I am a fan of WordPress, but I like how you're mentioning, like, let's look at these pros and cons, right? With these kind of thoughts, like Wix, I heard a lot of people jump into Wix because they love it at first and then they hate it. And then they go to WordPress. Like there's so many stories in Squarespace and all of that. So, but um. Coming back to that, I love how you talked about figuring out your branding first, because for me, it's like, like I talked about like the websites, like your home. And if you have, if you understand your brand, you can really have people understand you. But if you kind of just like throw any colors out there or whatever, or fonts or, you know what I mean? It can be really confusing messaging. Or I always say this, like, I remember with some of the nonprofit consultants, they would come up with a name um, for their websites and then they would put like pictures of mountains on there or something. And there was nothing to do with mountains. (laughs) And I'm kind of like, what are these pictures representing? And they're like, I don't know, I just found some stock photos and put them on there. Um, And I was like, that's really not selling what you do. And right, so it's confusing. Can you kind of talk about that brand integration? Like maybe some do's and don'ts about that real quick?
0: Yeah, so I, you know, I'm I'm glad you know, it's good that we're talking about it because, again, initially when you first start your MPO, you got to define not only your mission and vision statement, but then you got to define whether or not how do you want your audience or the community to see you. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your driver about it, right? How how do you is and and you know the thing about it is like the colors, um, it's like the last really thing, but oftentimes people feel that you know I need a I need to first create color so I can have a feeling of how things are going to flow right and you know it's it just depends on how you would want to look at it but realistically it's basically looking at how does how do you want your audience and the community to see your nonprofit group let's take a you know a good example you know we're going back to something like Special Olympics right we're not only focusing on persons with disabilities, but we're also focusing on the revolution of inclusion.
1: Yeah. And
0: the inclusion is not necessarily a person with disability. It's a person who are, who's not disabled that integrates activities and sporting events with a person with disabilities.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: utilizing as that as a brand and not necessarily saying, um, oh, it's just persons with disabilities, right? And so we built that branding on the revolution of inclusion. Yeah. And that's how we wanted to see the community on Guam is the revolution that we integrate both persons with disabilities and those that um, that don't have disabilities and where they can come together and have a unified sport yeah. Just like your nonprofit, you're integrating what you look at your vision of your nonprofit group and how you want it to relate to the community because you want that community to be part of the nonprofit group some way, shape or form, right? And when you integrate that, your your brand develops it, it, it yeah. because you could start to, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you need a model. Not necessarily, you know, you don't really necessarily need a model. You, you you need a model of how to how the, the your format of your nonprofit yes, but not a model m o t t o but more of a m o d e l right and and so there's different avenues of like of not, uh, one you know again like you know it just for me it depends on how the group gets together and how they see their vision and mission and what's their top priority what what is it that you want to get out again a a name matters you know of course you need your name again your colors your corporate identity of course it's going to happen but how do you want to brand yourself to the community everybody has their own set answers whether they want to brand it through um you know like again you know websites social media those are tools those are tools to brand you know your nonprofit, but how do you want to get yourself out to the community as the person that goes out there to brand it is very important. You know, um, uh, the lupus, you know, there's a lupus group of Guam that passed 10 years. And we we started out with the, you know, finally got itself a website uh, after its fifth year, but the website was basic information and resources for those with lupus on island. Mm -hmm. And, but in the first five years, it was always about outreach, trying Mm -hmm. to connect to the community to understand the need for that specific nonprofit group. Mm -hmm. And they were able to build it, build Mm -hmm. it off of their connection to the community and finding out that there's a huge percentage of people on Guam that have lupus. Mm -hmm. And so that was their driver on, Mm -hmm. uh, as the way they wanted to brand themselves. They wanted to brand themselves as as connecting them to understand that there's a big percentage of people in the community that have that condition, right.
1: that autoimmune
0: disease. Mm-hmm. And then, then from there, they came out, they came to support. They said, what can we do? These clinics come out, let's do clinic times, let's do um, you know, one-to-one or let's do uh, community involvement, community meetings with people who are afflicted with autoimmune conditions. It expanded more to from lupus to rheumatoid arthritis. That's how they start. People just end up starting to brand themselves, right? It is and and I've always see that that's very key. How do you, as a person who's creating this nonprofit group, go out to brand it because yeah. you're the one that's going to brand it? Right, All so the you, rest. Yeah, and you know
1: what I like about that. Sorry to interrupt, but I love how I just want to highlight this because something you said has been actually I've only really seen this in the last few years so let me know what you think but like what you said okay so if you're looking at um, you know certain organization disabilities right and in the past it seemed like a lot of the nonprofits were just showing like the need like if you're an animal like shelter you're showing like you know, like mangled dogs or whatever, you know, <laughs> you're like, like really yeah. showing like grim stuff. And I think that really comes from the eighties. Like remember the yeah. Southern commercials and everything was like kind of destitute. And we're, you were seeing a lot of like, oh, it's such a need. And now you're saying like, no, we wanna see the transformation. That's what we wanna showcase more is our transformation of what we can accomplish, not just the need. Have you seen that more and more on websites then and how people are being intentional about like we don't want to just show how grim it is. We want to show how we can solve the problem
0: and the whole yeah. and and that that's a, that is where we have seen with the nonprofit groups that we've been a part of and that we've created on sites because of the fact that it's not, like you said, not showing the dog and the dog is out being, you know, out in the streets and it's hungry or the kid that's that hasn't, you know, you're looking at the positivity of the kid learning going to school.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, showing more positivity on the actual nonprofit, and what it's doing or what it would like to do would give it, would be as a a, a reason for a lot of community members out there to say, you know what, I want to put my money in there and, and help support because they're showing positive movement. It's all yeah. about solutions. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> back in the 80s, it was always like, oh my god, there is like destitute oh my god we're we're pleading we're pleading for help yeah. now we're we're showing solutions what are what is that in that nonprofit group solution-based yeah um we've created programs let's use special olympics as a good example we created more programs on island we have done ever before we are going to expand in this specific region because of the fact that we're showing progress inclusion all these things that the the community needed to see which, which, which was the mission for the organization and how they wanted to brand themselves. Same okay. thing with, with Lupus. It's a matter of showing that um, the solution of we're going to have membership meetings, we're going to come together and we're going to see what we can do to help you, we're, regardless if it's whether or not um, there's a meeting or the phone call or an email or someone go- connecting to the website or any of these social medias, but we're showing solutions and progress and being resourceful and not necessarily showing that that there's always resources, but the but being part of being of the resourceful side of it and having proactiveness in terms of the nonprofit group, I think is very key. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that we could talk about. Oh my God, we're just only talking <laughs> about a small pack. Of branding a small right. step again, how to get because everybody else talks about all these tools and stuff that helps about branding but if if you really know and believe and truly understand what your mission and vision and how you want to have your community see this organization then everything else is just it'll it flow yeah right. just it'll find its way and okay. I just I always talk about brand and I always talk about the connecting to the community because mm-hmm. that's very important. You know, you have to connect with your community. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of these places and uh, in, in communities and small towns, it's always about connecting with your community mm-hmm. and how do you connect with your community? That's, that's a, the, the biggest driver of it all, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, you can have a simple, very simple website yeah. with your, and, and and simple information and and a, a, a link on how to donate, but it's the connection to the community of it, showing the solutions and showing progress, what you would like to see or what is happening. People would want to, you know, participate. They're like, man, I want to go, you know, go do that. Shoot. Yeah. There's a lot of progress happening. You know, there's a lot of benefits that's going to happen. And I want to participate. I want to volunteer. I want to donate. You know, so there's a, like, there's a lot we could talk about.
1: Yeah, I love that too. And it doesn't matter like how complex your website is. Like it can be very, like a lot of what's been popular in the last couple of years is also just doing one page landing pages, right? Where you can easily click down and see different things. I do want to, I do want to um, just talk real quick before we wrap up on monetization on websites. So nonprofits, a lot of them, and you mentioned this in the beginning, they use it to put their donate buttons or they're doing any kind of drives where they can also get donors. Um, how hard is it to really start getting sustainable donations on websites? Like, is there a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into creating those campaigns? Because you can't just throw a button up there and just think like, everyone's going to start donating to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's throw that out there. <laughs> right? So like, can you kind of just talk about that briefly? I'm like, you know, why should every nonprofit have a donate uh, button? And if so, like, what are some key elements that they really need to have behind it to
0: make it work? Well, it works both ways. Um, for those companies that start out, for nonprofit organizations that do start up, oftentimes um, they don't have a donate button. They start mm-hmm. off to brand themselves. They start off to first get themselves, i act, you know, part of the community, um, get get their information, uh, because oftentimes one they they don't know how to, you know, they're they're learning the the website curve of it. Um, they're trying to establish whether or not they uh, do we do we create a PayPal link, can or can I'm do I link it my, my business account, uh, you know? And oftentimes nonprofits, there's they they start with either little to no money, right? Um, and uh, so they they have that option. They have that you know usually they don't have a donate page just yet. Because they they want to brand themselves, they want to work themselves to, to get themselves into the community, and then they in, and they weave into a donate they a funding page based off their campaigns, based off of what they've created throughout the year in terms of what worked for them, whether it be a five k, whether it be a book drive, whether it be a gala, whether it be a um you know s- small um tutoring mm-hmm. tutoring um uh, program you know, those things establishes themselves as part of their campaign that they go out to do within their organization that doesn't necessarily need to have a web, be part of the website just yet, but they're trying to build it. You have that. And then there's versus those that got grant money. Oh my goodness. I got my MPO, you know, my nonprofit organization started up. I want to create my website. I want to create my donate page. I want to already just go, go right to it. Mm -hmm. And who has all their I's dotted, their T's crossed, and say, okay, we have, we have the logistics and we have the manpower to actually work to create an actual donation page. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that um, as a nonprofit organization, you need to differentiate, what is it that you wanna do now? Is your nonprofit group, do you have funding? Are you, do you have manpower? Or yeah. are you 100% volunteers? Yeah. If you're 100% volunteers, do you have that actual volunteer who's willing to put the time mm-hmm. every single week or month with the lot amount of hours you need to sustain it? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to just drive it as a resource page, information for now until you gain more momentum and funding from it? Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's a lot of, the lot of nonprofit groups on island that we've assisted in terms of website didn't start off with a donation page yeah. they start. we were part of some nonprofit groups that mm-hmm. don't have a donation page right. where we end up doing was creating pages based off of the campaign or be based yeah. off a particular event that's happening mm-hmm. and we did it where we drove whether ticket sales are there or or sign up for the program or um uh you know the event that's happening we did it that way where it gained and there's more information and you we were able to to it'll allow the organization to get used to it and understand okay this is how funding would work yeah you know versus some organizations we have we are part of that that donate page man it's boom straight into the paypal account yeah. you want to donate this is how it's going to work uh, please identify which type of program you want to donate to yeah. and it works well for them much, right like if you have the donate
1: page or like just a regular donate button then you have to think these are donors that come on do I have a newsletter how do I stay up like in communication with them how do I let them know like where their donation is going or what the impact it's had right so they're like I love that you mentioned that like do you have the capacity to manage that because if somebody gives you say $50 $100 whatever and you know you get multiple like just on a donate button are you getting their email address? Are you staying connected? Like those are important things to do, right? Um, so it could start off more simple. I like that kind of, if you already have an ongoing program where you get money like those 5Ks or whatever, if you're selling tickets and you're already clean on like how that operates, that could be a way to start it and get used to it. So I really like that. But it is a way you can monetize. And most nonprofits at some point, especially in the beginning times that you might, you know, throw together something real quick and people will be like, how can I donate? And if you don't have a PayPal set up or a bank account set up or an easy way to collect money, that can actually, you know, it's, it can be like, oh, my gosh, we don't even know how to collect money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So it is good to figure that out at some point. And a website can be a, a portal, right, to be able to get that or get people on your name. I haven't seen, you know, recently nonprofits will be like, um, sign up for our newsletter and uh, for a donation of X. Like you'll get our our weekly newsletter or monthly newsletter or whatever. and it's like through like donating, you know what I mean? like a small amount of money just to help even like pay for that capacity so that person can stay in contact so it kind of pays for that position,
0: which is pretty cool. So have yes. you seen
1: of those things too?
0: Yes, you know, um MPL is very important Con being constant and update in their and what's happening in the organization and filtering out to the community is very, very key. You know, collecting variable data is like your golden book. Like you need variable data. You need variable data because if you're if you're gonna go online and you're gonna start connecting to folks, whether it be website and social media or social media or both or emails, who are you gonna send it to? How, you know, how are you gonna connect to the community? Are you just going to do videos? Are you going to say, okay, you can connect connect with us via social media? You need really good variable data, you know, because at the end, you could start uh, having them subscribe to your newsletters. You could send them an EDD everyday uh, mail, like, you know, sending them mail through through the post office and sending them thank you cards. Or you know you can invite them to certain things, whether it be on a WhatsApp or an iMessage, and you know so that's why collecting variable data is important. And yeah. how are how are these folks going to go in? You need something like a website. You need social yeah. media. You need an email. that's your 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 tools to get them in, so yeah. that you, that way they become your members. They yeah. they're in a membership. Often it's like, what do you mean membership? It's like everybody who donates or volunteers to a nonprofit group, you're an automatic member because yeah. you come in to help. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, and out it's of for the right members, right, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And out of the kindness of your your heart, you are taking that moment in time to say, I want to be a part of something. So we as those that are behind the scenes in the nonprofit want to say, well, you know what? Because of it, we're giving you this. This is where we're at. This is where we want to, this is where we want to take the organization now you know, and we need your help, or, you know, uh, if you can spread the word, you know, and so wearable data, a lot of data is very key, and it filters all the communication out there that you want to give to all your members, because yep. that's who we are, We're all, they're, they're they're your members, even if they stop donating, you'll forever be a forever member, you know, and that's, uh-huh. that's what we want. You know?
1: Part of the community, I love that so much, and then I, And yeah, just kind of wrap up then. I mean, we looked at ways of websites that can really help and to really start with your branding. So that always connects to your mission and vision, right? That's where it's always from to really create your branding. And and that website then is really your tool of think of it as a communicator, right? right? And then as you go through it, like also it's a way you can monetize, but it's more creating a sustainable community. Like if you think of, monetization in that way, right? So you can, but make sure you're able to gather that data. Like you said, email address, all of the things so that that way you can stay in contact because social media, that's why you can't just do social media. Doesn't matter how many likes you get like I mean that's nice, but if you're not really getting ways to stay in communication with them. it's too yeah. busy on social media it doesn't mean people who like your your pictures will donate either and really buy into your to your vision and your mission so like having that website really has a better communication process on that right that's a little more clear um. But man, I can't wait for this uh, for the webinar that we have going on in a couple of weeks. And then um, if you guys want to find out more data and you're going to go more through on the must haves and do nots and do's for websites, more of the step by step approach, please join us. That's going to be so much fun. And of course, if you are thinking about starting a nonprofit um, consulting business, or you want to grow your nonprofit consulting business to reach out to so many nonprofits, we have the Nonprofit Consulting Conference coming up August 23rd and 24th. As Tech um, and Public Relations Inc. is a sponsor, so do jump on. Um, it's a two day full event. Uh, I know Jerry's going to be there. We're going to have so many people on board, so many speakers to really talk about these kind of components as far as like websites, getting your email list built up, how to do value based pricing, all of the things that consultants need. So I'm so excited that you're part of that as well, Jerry. Um, Super excited about our webinar too. And just, yeah, let people know, where can they find you guys? Where can they find Adstack?
0: Oh, you can go onto our website on adstackguam.com. Again, that's adstack, A-D-Z-T-E-C-H, guam.com. I'm super excited. I can't wait to Meet everybody online and and discuss about things that we can help, benefit, and be solutions and and just be successful for everybody. And again, I know we only touched a little minute. Probably the first thing that I wanted to talk about, we ended up not speaking about the rest of the other nine things I wanted to talk <laughs> You know, thirty minutes is always a short time. We always could talk the whole day. But thank you again for including me and participating. And I look forward to everybody during the conference. Yes, yeah, and definitely, you guys check out the
1: show notes for all of the links for the nonprofit consultant conference the webinar coming up
0: and all the things with um Aztec that they're doing
1: so thank you again Cherry, and i will see you
0: soon because we're on one so we gotta meet for coffee <laughs> yeah thanks Holly. you take care Bye-bye. bye bye
1: Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode with Jerry Leon Guerrero of Aztec and Public Relations, Inc. Super exciting to have her on the show. Once again, for all of today's show notes and to find out more about her and the upcoming free webinar that she will be delivering about websites, do jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 281. Also, we'll have information there about the Nonprofit Consulting Conference, so a big shout out again. Thank you, Aztec, for being a sponsor of the Nonprofit Consulting Conference. And before we sign off today. I also want to give a huge shout out, which is another sponsor to the Nonprofit Consultant Conference. You guys are just going to love this conference. Um, and that is GEMS. They are also sponsoring today's podcast episode. So thank you so much, GEMS. That's Grant Easy Management Software. So if you are a grant writer and you are starting to manage more than one grant, starting to write more than one grant, you are definitely going to want to sign up for GEMS' free demo of their software, which is amazing. Here is why it's so amazing. It is a place where you can and put all of your conversations with funding sources, all of the different times that you've applied to grants, even if you haven't gotten them awarded, you can track that, is it pending? Is it currently in process? Am I waiting for it or did it get denied? Having all of this information in one database then makes it easy for you to know who to follow up with, what's going on, when to apply again, and at a click of a button, you can get all of the information about the funding source point of contact name, their phone number, the last time you had a conversation with them and notes about that conversation, all of the things so you don't have to remember all these things, because you won't. And it is going to help you be a better grant writer because you're able to manage all of these items. So important. And it also helps you with a time tracker so you can track each portion of how much it takes you to search for grants, write grants, and so much more connect with the clients that you work with at a nonprofit, or if you're doing this as a nonprofit, all of the time that it takes for you to connect with funding sources. So at a click of a button, you can have reports done for your grants and so much more. So if you want a free demo of GEMS, go ahead and go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash GEMS. That's G-E-N-S. And thank you again to Aztec and Jams for being sponsors of the Nonprofit Consulting Conference and Gems for being a sponsor of the podcast. All right, guys, if you love this podcast, please do me a favor. Leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast there. That does help other people uh, find the podcast. And I love reading every single review. I hope you guys are having an amazing summer, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.